and welcome back to The Haunting Hour. My name is Ryan Brown, your co-host here at The Haunting Hour, and joined as always alongside my brother Tyler. Ty, how we doing tonight? Good evening, co-host. I am doing very well on this dreary Monday. Very stormy up here in the old New England section of the United States. A lot of rain, a little bit of snow, high winds. Very, very spooky out today. It's a very good weather pattern for watching scary movies, which we did yesterday. I wish I could make the shing, like the a knife pulling out of something. That's like the coolest noise ever. Because me and Tyler saw Scream yesterday up in Massachusetts at our favorite movie theater. And let me tell you guys, it was a wild ride. Well, it's our second favorite movie theater. Number one would be the AMC up in... Methuen? Methuen, New... Uh, no, isn't Methuen, New Hampshire? Oh, yeah, I think so. It's right over the line. It's right? right over the border. Okay. But we like that one because they always have alcoholic drinks that correlate to the biggest box office hit movies. Right, yeah. So we the last time we went up there, we saw Endgame. Yeah. And we... Uh, Was that before It Chapter 1? Yes. Or no, uh, no, that, that was, was after. after. Gotcha. So we saw It Chapter 1, and we got like a really red Pennywise drink. And then they put like a maraschino cherry in it upside down, so it made it look like a balloon. I was like, this is... And it was the best drink I've ever had. And then we got like Thanos Punch for uh, Endgame. To be like the person who creates drinks based off of a movie, if there was ever a job that I would excel at, it's that one. <laughs> You'd do great at that, actually. If you and Tony ran that bar, you guys would make like the coolest shit ever i bet we would we could retire we would be millionaires absolute genius and didn't you got like thanos punch and i got something else i got like they had like a hero and a villain drink for endgame or yeah. infinity war i forgot which one it was yeah they did was it hulk oriented was it green it was that or iron man i can't remember but nonetheless one of the best movie theaters ever if you guys ever swing up to that neck of the woods stop there to go check out a flick um I can only imagine what they had for if Scream was the one they were doing drinks for. Oh my god! It, it must have been black crack and rum or something. Must have been so cool with like little red um, droplets of food coloring. Yep. Well, speaking of which side, what are you drinking tonight, buddy? Johnny Walker wow. and a little bit of Diet Coke. Nice. Hey, not a bad drink at all. I got me. Uh, we haven't had one of these in a while, but I have me a delicious Land Shark Lager here. Uh, I wish I had this Johnny Walker yesterday when we saw Scream because. Mm-hmm. I needed it for that movie. Yeah, you want to give your two cents about it? Yeah, it was, um, if you guys haven't seen the ratings up, we put what we both thought the movie was out of 10. I gave it a 7.7, where I gave it, ironically, a (laughs) 6.9. Hey, Wink, wink. If you go into it thinking it's just going to be a fun slasher movie, you will be very pleased. If you go into it and you want to see good acting and really good script, you're going to f***ing hate it. It was, to to date, probably some of the worst on-screen acting I've ever seen in my entire life. Not Courtney Cox or, or anybody from the OG. They they did fantastic. But the some of the new people they brought in, aka the main characters, wow, it, it was a little bit hard to watch at points. Yeah, they were either a really good actor or a really the actor as far as the six friends from the high school. So I, most people know that Huey from um, The Boys, he's like the second lead, and he's excellent. But his girlfriend, who is the main actress in the movie, she did not so great. It was like some of the weird one-liners she had and uh, and the way she was trying to make it way more 
emotional than it should have been. Just go into it expecting it to be a fun slasher flick, and like Tyler said, you're going to be very, very pleased with it, because some of the deaths in it, wowie, wowie, they were disgusting to watch. We're not going to give anything away, but Ghostface in general was awesome. He was better in this movie than the original, I think. Yeah, I think he was just as good. Yeah, I, I mean, it was it was kind of like uh, Halloween Kills, where they upped the scare factor a ton. Right. So the original Halloween was scary because it was the original, and you saw Michael Myers for the first time in his mask. Same with, with uh, Ghostface and Scream, but they just like upped the notch for how gnarly Scream could actually be, Ghostface could actually be. Like the cinematog- cinematography of him in like certain hallways and stuff or the way they angled the camera to make whoever it was, and I could give it away, make him look taller or way more scary. He's somebody who you might have nightmares about before you go or once you fall asleep at night. Do you have a favorite kill that won't give anything away? I liked when the woman, when she was racing back home and it was like a broad daylight kill, which you usually don't get in screen movies. Um, they usually happen at nighttime, but this one was broad daylight and he, uh, he sunk that blade in about a thousand times. The best part about this movie too, is they didn't cut the screen when he was killing anybody. You just watch the whole thing play out the whole time. Yeah. That was the big difference between the original and the three or four, um, prequels compared to this one, because this was rated R. This was the first one that was rated R. Oh, really? Yeah. Did not know that. Well, it might, uh, Scream 4 might have been R, but it wasn't like this. It wasn't like, holy sh! that knife went between ribs and yeah. you get to see all of it. Scream 4 is way more cheesy in my opinion. My favorite was when he just curb stomps someone's oh. knee and their PCL just goes and you watch the whole thing happen. I literally like sat onto my chair and grabbed onto the side of it and I was like, oh my God, that looks like the most pain anybody could ever be in. But yeah, they do such a good job with the kill scenes. That's that's probably the best out of the entire franchise for for kills, in my opinion. Go into the movie just expecting good kills, and you're gonna be you're gonna be so f- happy you went to go see it. Go into the movie thinking it's 1998, and this is following literally the first movie, and you're gonna love it. But also speaking of great new things that came out, Ty, we just gotta jump into it for two seconds because you know me and Tyler love our music here at the Brown Brothers Haunting Hour. How good is Memphis Mayfire's new EP? 20 out of 10. It is literally, I said it to myself when I was listening to it in the car, it's probably the best EP I've ever heard, other than maybe Valdosta by Mayday Parade. It's without a doubt the most complete and complex six songs that I've heard. It is, it's perfectly wrapped up in a bow. Like, I can't say that about much music. Usually you get a song on an EP or a full album that you're not a fan of. You're like, eh, it's, it's okay, but not my favorite. They don't miss a goddamn beat on this whole EP. Holy shit. It was so good. Yeah, they just, ever since they released their first one, uh, their first single, Blood and Water, they just threw heaters. And I thought it was just going to be a one, like a one-time single. And I was like, wow, Memphis may fire. Because I didn't really like them before this dropped. I'll be real. But I will go see them live now. Oh. I will just go see them for them. Yeah, if they come around, they're, just, they're headlining with people I don't know. I'm still going to that show. Same here. Oh my God, it's so good. That needs to come out on vinyl yesterday, and I'm buying like six copies. I think I checked because... Because of what happened at Christmas, Ryan got two vinyls of the same uh, Welcome to Horrorwood from Ice Nine Kills. Um, and I checked for to get you like a, you know, a different one. Yep. Um, but it's February. That's supposed to come out? Yeah, February 16th or something. I'm going to get my name on the old list there so I can get in early. So you should, if you want to laugh, try to find me in my car driving down the freeway. What a blasting that. You'll have a great laugh because I am 
going balls to the walls as hard as I can. You would be um, on bar stool so quick oh. if someone actually caught you uh, on their phone. Of course. And I will say, I think my favorite is Left for Dead. Really? It's just the bridge is so good and... Maddie Mullins does such a good job during like the verses when they um he'll like scream something really quick. Go check it out if you like metal, hard rock, um, emo kind of music. That is number one for me for 2021 and 2022. And we don't ever talk about just music. We always talk about horror related music, and this is not horror related, but it's just that good. <laughs> but okay, so we're coming to you guys with probably. One of the funner topics me and you are ever going to talk about, just because this one's so, it's like cryptozoology mixed with true crime mixed with really bad spiritual stuff. So it's like a perfect storm of everything we like to talk about. And we're going to be talking about tonight, the Goat Man's Bridge in Denton, Texas. Ty, what do you know about Texas? Anything good? Um, Other than Daisy Dukes. Can we say that shoes from Texas are dumb? (laughs) Why? You think old Miss Texas is going to, oh my God. (laughs) That's all I know about, actually, what I know about Texas, I learned from Sandy Cheeks and her. I wish I was back in Texas. They have pecan pie or whatever the hell it is. The (laughs) ocean's no place for squirrel. Uh, I don't know much about Texas. I know Dallas is there. I know Gas Monkey Garage is there. Damn right, yep. I know they have some bomb-ass barbecue and country music, and apparently some goat dude who lives under a bridge. Um, But yeah, so we're going to be talking about the Goatman's Bridge in Texas. And this section of Texas where the bridge is, it's in the northeastern section, kind of close to the uh, Oklahoma border. So the Goatman's Bridge connects two different cities in Texas, which is Denton and Copper Canyon. And what the bridge is, is a like older historic iron truss bridge that connects these two cities. And it's known by the name of the Old Alton Bridge, also known for the legend, the Goatman's Bridge. So it was built in 1884 by the King Iron Bridge Manufacturing Company. And it originally carried horses and then later automobiles over Hickory Creek. So the bridge remained in constant use until about 2001 when vehicle traffic was removed and they moved that traffic to a more modern bridge that was safer for vehicles to drive on that was built um, about 600 yards away from the Goatman's Bridge. So prior to this new bridge being built, it was necessary for motorists to signal with a car horn or to flash your lights because only one car could go over this bridge at a time. So it probably caused like massive backups. And that's where I think some of the legend of the goat man comes in. Cause if you're waiting there at nighttime, there's like a couple cars backed up on this road. Maybe you'll look around and you'll see something. So maybe this is where the sightings of the quote unquote goat man, most of them come from. So with all the vehicle traffic removed now, this bridge today is an important link connecting the Elm Fork and the Pilot Knoll hiking trails. So people will either hike these trails and then you'll go over the bridge. Or a lot of people use it for equestrian. So they're riding their horses over this bridge. It's just a place that people like to kind of get back to nature. So the bridge was included in the National Register of Historic Places on July 8th, 1988. So now I'm going to jump into the legend of the Goatman. And it's known that this legend of the Goatman is one of the most popular, if not the most popular legend in all of Texas. So we talked about how big Texas is, and this one is at the forefront for people talking about the supernatural and that spooky shit that we love here. Ty, I got a question for you. So you know you know what a goat man is, what it looks like? 
the body of a man and the head of a goat. That's my best guess. That's exactly what it is. And people say that this goat man also has like lower part of his legs are hooves. So like the torso and the lower part of his body is human. Then he's got hooves for feet and then a goat's head. Ooh, okay. So it's like a weird uh, bipedal thing waist down. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like uh, Phil from uh, Hercules. It's exactly what he's like. <laughs> but maybe scary. Also, Ghost Adventures did an awesome episode here. If you want to see some really scary-ass evidence of stuff that happened to the GAC, go check out that episode. It's one of the later ones. It's like season 12, 13 or something like that. All right, so yeah. Now I'm going to tell you the legend of the Goat Man. Denton's most famous ghost is a story that's more or less been handed down through generations of people in this section of Texas. They claim that something happened way back in the day, and then this legend built off of that, and now people just keep recycling it and telling this story over and over again to different generations, so that's why it became so popular. It's said today that many people report frightening encounters with not only the goat man, but different ghosts and different specters in this section of the woods near the bridge. So it's not just the goat man that's said to haunt here. This is said to be a place of like circling what we have talked about ley lines. So they said this is a huge hotspot for ghosts to pierce the veil and come across the veil. Yeah, it sounds like it's very similar to the physical part of the Bell Witch Cave, right? Which people claim the Bell Witch can manifest and come through that little rift. So it sounds like this is very similar to that, where there's a strange like little rift that spirits either go to or they come out of. And I think it might have been opened through satanic worship. They said that Satanists, this is a huge section that they come and practice. So we're going to get into the legend here and where it said the goat man comes from, what happened, and how he became the goat man himself. So a black entrepreneur named Oscar Washburn and his family tended a farmstead that they mainly only had goats on the farm. They had pigs and some cows, Um, but this was right near the bridge. It said that this guy was super smart. He was very, very well known in the community, and he was one of the more famous farmers in the area. So the goats that he had, they said that they were the best goats in all of Texas, and he made like great goat cheese from them, great milk, and great furs that he sold to everybody. His farm was so popular that on the bridge, he put up a huge sign that said, This way to the goat man and with an arrow pointing across the bridge to his farm. So in the early 19 or the late 1800s early 1900s, some people did not take a liking to this that a black man was doing so well in the community. So local KKK members plotted violence against this guy. One night in the late 1930s, a lynch mob stormed Washburn Shack. They went inside, dragged him out and brought him to the bridge. At the bridge, they put a noose around his neck, and he was begging for his life, but them being who they are, they tossed him over the bridge. Once they tossed him over the bridge, they heard the neck snap, and they heard the uh, the rope became super taut. So they stood up there for a minute, and they reveled. They were like reveling in what they did, and they were very happy about it. Then four members went down to the riverside to go get the body. Once they got down there, no body was attached to the rope. They could not find this guy anywhere they looked. I really hope that he came back from the dead and just annihilated that KKK weird uh, 
like sect of white supremacists. So then after that happened, after they couldn't find this guy, they ended up going back to the farm with the rest of his family inside and they set it ablaze and locked everybody in there. The legend says that the family ended up dying. This was nowhere in history was this ever truly found out that this was a real thing that happened. So ever since that night and ever since the family's house was set on fire, it's said that a vengeful spirit now haunts the entire riverside, the bridge itself, and the surrounding woods where the old Alton Bridge stands. So legend says that if you knock on the steel bridge three times at midnight, or if you turn your car lights off and you honk the horn three times, the goat man will manifest on the opposite side of the bridge. The big claim is that you'll see two bright red eyes and it's more or less sitting down and then it'll stand up and look like an actual man. Oh my God. This is, this is really scary. I don't like this at all. This reminds me a lot of uh, like a lot of the Jersey devil and Mothman. Right. Yeah. It's that cryptozoology little thing thrown in there. Yeah. And it's also said before the goat man manifests, it said that the smell of burning and dead corpses will emanate the area so you'll smell that first and once you smell that you can look across the bridge or in the woods and you'll see his red eyes didn't think it could have gotten scarier and and here we are we just threw in an additional horrifying aspect to this this goat man is oscar washburn so it said he manifested back in this form after he died or it said that once he got hung on the side of the bridge somehow he transformed into the goat man it's also said that Satanists were known to open a portal there before this entire event happened. So I was thinking maybe, I'm spitballing here, but if Satanists opened up a portal and a really bad entity came through, maybe he was always lingering in the area just waiting for a body to take over. Once Oscar died, then this demon negative entity jumped into his body and then turned into the Goat Man. I appreciate that. That is... That's awesome. Um, I said most demons look half goat. Half right. Man. That's the devil is supposed to have hooves and horns. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking more that maybe the Satanist opened up that little rift and then something so negative needed to happen for something to come out. So I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's Oscar at all. Oh, I got you. But maybe it just knew that that was such a traumatic experience that like, opened up a little rift well all the negative that happened to oscar and his family yep whatever it was that came through came through and it was like okay well or it knew that oscar was a goat farmer so it's going to take that form in order to scare people right and uh not just scare people though it for people to know make or it more think, credible yes exactly yep. not just some weird goat thing in the woods especially if that sign was still up maybe the negative entity saw that this way to the goat man he's like yep you know that's that's what i'm doing this time this one's gonna scare the out of people (laughs) and it just manifested into a half goat half human yeah or it was just a half goat half human ironically and it came through or oscar it's actually him right yeah it's also he made like a deal with some demon or devil to get back at the kkk members there you go yeah it's also said that oscar's wife is known to roam the area and she's um eternally searching for her murdered children the goat woman? No, she's just like an act. Just a spirit. An apparition. So they say that they also, a woman in white's like a big one that they see there. Um, but then again, that kind of plays off La Llorona a little bit. Maybe somebody drowned in the river and that's the spirit you're seeing. 
Well, Texas is not far at all from that New Mexico Mexico border. True, yeah. So maybe it's a little bit of that uh, folklore and um, those types of legends intertwining here in Texas that this is like a hot spot for paranormal spooky legends to happen. There's also another variation of the Goatman legend, and this one's way, way fucking scarier in my opinion. Back in the late 1860s, some Copper Canyon cowboys, so that was one of the cities that uh, this bridge connects, it said that they lynched a Creole slave goat herder named Jack Kendall. And they ended up beating him, torturing him, and then hanging him from one of the tall creekside uh, trees near the river. It said that they taught, or once they put the noose around this guy and they kicked whatever he was standing on out from underneath him, it said that his neck snapped so hard that the body ripped away from his head. So all they saw was the head of this guy still inside of the noose and the body was down on the ground. One man went to go grab the body. It ended up reanimating itself through voodoo, standing up on its own legs, walking towards these guys. They all sprinted as fast as they could but this body went back to his uh goat farm ripped the head off one of his goats put it on his body (laughs) later that evening this animated body with the goat's head now attached to it went to each one of these copper cannon cowboys house to scare them to scare them or to kill them probably kill them it's just like the fact that they went after this body and then it just probably sat back up. I'd be like, mm. but there are things like voodoo where we just have no idea how any of it works. So maybe it, I mean, if I'm in the right mood, if it's like 3 a.m. and I'm partially drunk, I would believe that. Me too. Just deep down in my soul. Yeah. I would believe that there is some weird voodoo spell thing that could potentially bring someone back for a little bit in order to get, in order for them to get revenge on however they died the two origin stories sound very similar which is uh, ironically uh it coincides with what happened with la llorona correct right yes. there are two completely different origin stories but at the same time the result is the same there's some entity that comes back in order to seek revenge on something much like la llorona where it has to be multiple people who see this thing. This story, I don't think these types of stories can start just by one person telling it. I think it doesn't, it's very hard for a story to get legs like that and spread um, into such a well-known legend like the Goatman or like La Llorona. I feel like multiple people have to witness some type of uh, like goat, half goat, half human thing that's wandering this area with bright red eyes. I feel like it's literally the exact same thing as what we talked about two episodes ago, Mothman and the Jersey Devil. Where if people don't see it, if if only one or two or ten people see it, it's not going to take off. Right. But the fact that these are such huge myths and legends and lore, there's got to be some credible part to the Goatman of uh, Dalton, Texas. Uh, Denton? Denton, yes. I say Dalton because I'm thinking uh, Insidious. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, super, super scary. And you got to think about that. I mean, racism and the KKK, that was one of the darkest parts of American history, if not the darkest thing that this country has experienced. So that has to shed some type of weird energy onto this bridge because you're talking about if both of these stories or one of these stories is true, both of them have to deal with racism and lynching and murdering somebody. That's got to that's got to put some type of weird juju onto this section of the land. 
yeah, I feel like murdering someone is one kind of negative event, but murdering someone because you think they're inferior to you, that's like a whole different ballpark of negative energy. Right, I agree with you 100% on that. The fact that you think that someone just does not deserve to live because of the color of their skin or their ethnicity or their race or whatever, like that has got to just emanate spiritual, uh, spiritually. I'm even thinking that like maybe whatever it is, like a really dark entity waits or searches for an event like that. And then when it happens, that's when it can actually take root and, and be like, okay, I am getting across this plane because of all this super dark negative shit. Right. It's not just like a passion murder where like you catch your wife with some dude and it's like on a whim, which is still terrible. But this is something where it's it's just that dark where maybe something that dark like the goat man can like sneak through that little crack, that crack door. So you do you don't think it was one of these guys who got murdered. You think it was like an entity waiting to come through after this dark energy or this dark event like stained this area. I believe that or I believe whatever that entity is made that harsh little deal with Oscar or uh, the other guy. So right when they died, maybe like this thing greeted them. The other exactly. Side was like, I'll make a deal with you right now. Yep. I'll come back and scare everybody in this area for eons, for like the rest of eternity. Maybe they, uh, maybe Oscar even said, or the other, what's the other guy's name? So like, either of these guys, maybe or, they uh, agreed. Jack, sorry, Jack Kendall. Yeah, I thought you said his name. Jack <laughs> or Oscar made this deal. And they thought that the goat, the goat entity, whatever, or even just the entity was going to seek revenge on just the people that wronged them. Mm -hmm. But the fact that that entity now has control, it just didn't go away. Right. So maybe it stayed. And and Oscar and Jack don't have the power to expel them. Well, of course. Yeah. That's, (laughs) you're painting a great picture here, buddy. I like it. And then maybe once he made this deal, he wanted this entity to take a form of something that they were known for so they were known to like raise these amazing goats that gave like great milk great cheese um come back as a goat man so people know you're like connected to me right and not just people but the people who wronged them correct so that's even scarier knowing that this guy who you just like put in a noose and threw off a bridge the fact like if you're in bed and you see like some weird goat thing walk by the window outside no nope (laughs) But you're thinking, hey, this is Oscar coming back to, not just to haunt me, but maybe to, like, f***ing kill me. And if it was just some random, like, alligator monster, maybe the people wouldn't associate it with what they did to Oscar or Jack. Right, maybe they wouldn't be as scared. Like, maybe they wouldn't realize how wrong they were. Yeah, they wouldn't get their just desserts. But yeah, so those are the two legends that, the, the two stories that people passed down to where this entity actually came from. So that's kind of cool that some of these urban legends we talk about, they don't really have that finite point where they know it started or they don't even have a story um, to show you where it actually started other than like La Llorona. But it's cool that they they actually have the story in this this one legend. And then other than that, I want to touch upon the fact that in that Ghost Adventures episode where they go to the Goatman's bridge, Aaron's walking across the bridge and he's like in the woods heading past like the bridges behind him then something i don't know how it happened but something picks him up and throws him like eight feet because you see it in the camera and then his he just let goes of the camera and then zach runs up across the bridge and he's like 30 yards away from where his camera was and you can see there's no footprints or anything to where he got lifted up and thrown everybody gotta check out that episode um 
we'll put it in the episode notes, which, uh, what season, what episode it is, but it's, it's very, very creepy. I can't believe I haven't seen that one yet. Um, you know, Zach loves his demon story. So he just, he really, uh, goes off the rails with, with that episode and really knocks home that demon card. Yeah. He always, he just, that's his like fallback. And that's how people get interested when they think it's like demonic and very, Oh no, it's great marketing. (laughs) There's a reason they're on the air still. And it's like season 25. Oh, we love it. We can't. We oh, can't they're also that. very good investigators. We're not saying they're not. They're my favorite. 20 out of 10. Yeah, absolutely. But all right. So that is the Legend of the Goatman's Bridge. It was a quicker episode and just kind of a little little fun one to uh, give that mid um, that midwinter spook to you guys. Yeah, the January gloom is setting in. So this, this helped a lot. The fact <laughs> okay. that I don't live in a place where there's some weird goat thing on a bridge is it, great to me. Um, before we get into our scare scale... Do you have a favorite bridge horror origin story, like a favorite monster that mm. that um, like just surrounds a bridge or, or like comes from a bridge? Mothman's a big one. Um, Huge. Yeah, so it said that the Mothman knew that the bridge was going to fall down in West Virginia, and that's why he was circling the area. Or people said that the Mothman actually caused it to go down um, during rush hour traffic, so people did lose their life in that situation so that's probably the best one i've heard like today and age the golden gate bridge it's known that people jump off that to commit suicide more than any bridge in the world so i think that's that's a different level of scary it's still very scary because it's so real that's a like that's a realistic scare yeah like you are gonna drive into san francisco and see someone climbing over the side of the san francisco bridge and jump into the bay I don't know. I don't think you've seen it, but the uh, Empty Man, the film. Oh yeah, no, I've never seen it. It's based off of the the same lore, um, but the lore is it's any bridge in the world, and you have to at night walk across it, and you have to find an empty bottle. And if you find an empty glass bottle, and you you know how you blow into a bottle if you do it um, specifically where you can. Ryan just <laughs> did it with his land shark. Exactly. So you do that, and then the empty man answers. That's creepy. With the same thing, and then you have three days to live. Why would you do it then? It's why would you do Bloody well, Mary? Oh, that's true. Yeah, you just want to get the thrill out of it. Yeah, the first day you hear him, and that's when you hear him blow into the land shark. The second day you see him. Yep. And then the third day he comes for you. As far as aesthetics go, he's a grim reaper. Damn. So he has like the bony hands, and he's like an actual seven foot five giant reaper guy with a hood all right let's jump into the old scare scale tie you are hiking one night here in northeastern texas and you lose track of time next thing you know it's like 10 45 11 o'clock at night and you don't know where you are on the trail and you just come up to this little clear and you hear the water running and you're at the goat man's bridge important question am i walking to somewhere or from somewhere you're walking from somewhere you went into the trail and you're going back to your car because then you're gonna go find some chicken daisy dukes and go hit up the bar somewhere but you have to go across the bridge Ooh, okay in that case i just fucking floor it <laughs> the challenger can do like zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds can't drive cars across it too. oh mother you're okay walking. all right um wait can i also paint you this too yeah you're yeah. halfway across the bridge then you look and you're walking back to the car and in the path at the end of the bridge you see the two red eyes looking at you that's a that's a solid eight point two. That's a hard eight point two. <laughs> I don't like that at all. How how deep is uh 
the creek? Am I? Ju- can I jump into that and just like ride it out? You might be able to grab like a little boogie board or a tube or something. And yeah, just whitewater raft it. That's a better alternative than meeting the fucking goat man. Oh, that scenario. I'm giving that like an an eight seven. That's up there. What if um the goat man was kind of like the Hessian soldier who doesn't have a head, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what if he walked around and he had a goat head? Oh. And well, he and he was headless. Remember that second story? Yeah, he said they ripped the the goat's head off and put it on him. But right, maybe, maybe he, can, he can detach it though. It See, was. I would be yeah, like a human torso walking towards me, like uh, staggering towards me with that fucking goat head in his uh, right arm. Makes me think about. Remember how afraid you got me and Tyler were on a paranormal investigation once, and Tyler saw something with red eyes behind a tree, and you were with a group of people, and you. F- flip i've never seen you flip out like that before you flipped out if this was you 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 saw the same exact thing though when you were alone here in the middle of this park in texas i feel like this would be even scarier because something so so not civil in like a civil place like a bridge right you're thinking like i'm i'm not in nature i'm I'm like relatively safe i should be safe theoretically yeah you're relatively close to like the city yeah exactly like you maybe could hear a car drive by we were in the woods when i saw that thing right but i think this is even worse that there's something like the weird red-eyed creature that i saw that is just that is like surrounding this man-made structure with such a bad story to go along with With such a bad story (laughs) the heart rate would be reaching the danger level for me i know that um but yeah, so it's this perfect blend of cryptozoology, demonic worship, true crime murder that makes this story such a great legend. I enjoyed reading about this so much and learning about it, and now I'm excited to go back and watch the Ghost Adventures episode to see what they actually get. This reminds me a lot of um, The Pigman of Holland Road. Yes. The episode we covered <laughs> uh, maybe, what, 10, 12 months ago? That you can't find anymore. Yeah, it's gone now, but it's the same idea. It's, it's something... Right, this per- it's a human that has an animal head. Right, and there's just something so wrong about that. It's a weird hybrid type it's a, thing. It's horrifying. It's just out to inflict terror and pain. Yeah, and then goats. You automatically think of there's a reason the witch used the goat as the like the syndicate to the devil. But yeah, so we hope you guys enjoyed that episode on Goatman's Bridge. We'll post some cool pictures on Instagram about it. And then I also wanted to touch upon the fact before we wrap up here that I'm actually creating a map of all the episodes we've done. And I'm doing a Brown Brothers Haunting Hour, if you will, a Brown Brothers Haunting Hour road trip across the United States. To You can stop at all these places that we've talked about. Um, super cool. There's a lot of them in New England. Um, and now we're starting to span out a little bit through the rest of the lower 48 but I also added in there Salem, Massachusetts is one of the stops, and uh, Sleepy Hollow, New York is another one of the stops. And the quarterback club oh, there you in go. Putnam, Connecticut. <laughs> That's actually where you start. You got to go there, you rip a shot, and then you take the road trip. And you end there as well. Love it. But yeah, so if you guys could do us a solid and follow us on Instagram, we are at Brown Brothers Haunting Hour. We would love to have you guys come and hang out with us there. And then if you guys could also give us a five-star rating and review on Apple podcast we would be eternally grateful not like that d-bag who uh gave us that lovely review god what a fucking douche huh <laughs> let me tell you i lost about uh zero percent of my sleep over that god who just has time to write that negative of a review we're just here for we're just here for us we're just here for fun man yeah that's it the uh the old keyboard warriors as they were it's like what michael uh michael scott when he starts dating pam's mom and uh pam's like I don't want you dating my mom. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to do it even more. Like, I'm going to do it even harder. <laughs> do it even harder now. That's what we're going to do. The yeah. more negative f- 
fucking uh, reviews we get, we're just going to keep posting <laughs> So bring it on. We will be coming to you guys with some some really fun episodes here in 2022 leading up to Halloween. Hopefully we can have a big thing in store for that. And also, Ty, our two-year anniversary is coming up. You're not going to know it now if you just find our podcast because we're only, what, 22 episodes in now. But our two-year anniversary is coming up in April, I believe. That has got to be like a hot episode. That's like our 117th. Dude, that, that was our one year, right? Right. That one year felt like an eternity. This last year went by in the blink of an eye for this podcast, in my opinion. I agree. So f- 100%. And I will say, year two, way better than year one. We are we are finding our niche here with our live show and uh, the topics that we're covering. I don't know. I'm going to miss some of the really shitty audio <laughs> quality like laughs we had. I still got it. So when we hit like episode 100, we can go back and listen to the Amityville haunting. Oh, and see my God. how atrocious it actually was. I want to hear New England cemeteries no. again. That's, that's actually my personal favorite episode. <laughs> oh, ter- that was Those are the cold opens. Those, and that's the one reason I was I was going through it again. And I like, I haven't listened to this one in a while. And then, in the 1700s. <laughs> and the other guy was like, <laughs> it was the worst shit I have ever heard. Thank you guys, whoever's uh, still with us now. Anybody who's finding us, me and Tyler love spooky shit here at the haunting hour um and we're just giving you guys these fun stories with uh, a little bit of comedy sprinkled on top yeah we're not going to stop till we die so you're <laughs> you're stuck with us for the long haul and we are getting wildly close to five thousand followers on instagram so feel free to share our page with whoever your yeah. boss your ex-boss your ex-girlfriend ex-girlfriend yep your uh ex-boyfriend there you go, yeah. Yeah. yeah you got if, if your dog has an instagram <laughs> have that dog follow us there and we go. will follow doggo if you're <laughs> if the local ghost that haunts your house has an instagram which i've never seen before they've never made like instagram pages for certain spirits which is weird to me somebody should get on that that's ASAP. a great idea like if the headless horseman had it verified instagram i would follow that in a second 1.7 million <laughs> followers that day oh my god monday morning just posting god i feel like i'm gonna lose my head at work like that would get re-grammed so quick oh my god that was, that was a pretty good day Okay, yeah, so thank you guys for listening tonight. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll be back next week with a... Uh, I feel like we're going to jump into the true crime here for a little bit. I definitely want to steer away from cryptozoology because we have been beating the shit out of that for the first time in like two years. Good for us, by the way. Yeah, I, I think I have a couple great ideas for next week, so we're going to be in good hands. Sounds good. And uh, as always, I'm Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're coming to you from the grave.